0: Welcome to the Max 6 Community Connections radio show and podcast with your hosts Jennifer Burwell and Kyle McIntosh. Max 6 builds better communities where people and businesses thrive. We are broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center in Tempe, Arizona, and will be shining a light on the incredible stories of businesses we work with and how they are serving our broader community. And here is this week's Community Connection. On today's show, we're talking with Ann Gill, the president and CEO of the Tempe Chamber of Commerce, and Karen Nowicki, the owner and president of Phoenix Business Radio X. And of course, Jen, coming in hot from afar, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing well. I I was seeing my husband all day. I really miss being in the office. So, virtual hugs to everyone.
0: Yep, yep, hugs.
2: We miss you. Yeah.
0: So, uh, first question, both, uh, Anne and Karen, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, where did you grow up? How did you find your way to where you are today?
3: Good question. So I can start with that or y'all oh, know. <laughs> Rock, paper, <laughs> scissors? No, go ahead, Anne. <laughs> I'll flip a coin or, <laughs> um, let's see. well, I was born and raised in Michigan and, uh, Went to college in Florida. I have a degree in international business um, from Florida. I was up in Alaska for six years, uh, Alaska. So I was the head of a convention and visitors bureau and uh, met my ex-husband when I was up there and he's from Arizona. And that's what brought me to Arizona. Uh, wow. Almost uh, 22 years ago. So I've uh, been in the chamber industry for over 10 years and excited and proud to be part of the Tempe Chamber.
2: 10 years, Anne? Is that what you just said? Mm-hmm. Yeah! Wow! Yeah!
3: It's like more. Wow! Yeah! The last four months feels like five years. So. <laughs> right? That, that,
2: <laughs> that, five that, five. that four, four months have been five years. Right? So now it's fifteen years. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Karen Awicki and I own and operate Phoenix Business Radio X. And uh, came to Arizona in 1979 as a, I think, 13 or 14 year old. My dad was transferred to Litton Electronics. Actually, their their home office was just a couple. Maybe streets away, not even a half mile. And it's now L3. My dad was uh, transferred out here from the San Francisco Bay Area. And we were only going to be here for a couple of years. He was the vice president for Litton at the time. They made um, microwave oven, ovens and the um, night vision goggles, which is kind of strange for me. But huh. uh, but that's what they were known for. And we were going to be here for just a couple of years and then go back. But as it turned out, uh, we decided to stay as a family. And um, I've been here ever since. My kids, I grew up in Tempe. My kids uh, are Corona graduates. I'm a McClintock graduate and uh, NAU for my undergrad and then um, University of Phoenix for my master's degree in organizational development. Yeah, that's that's how I got here as far as, you know, in the vicinity.
0: Very cool. This show for me, I mean, we, Jen and I, Max Six, want to highlight, you know, people's stories, business stories, and be able to tell the stories of business as a force for good. And I just keep saying it. I have this uh, endless curiosity, though, about people's individual stories. And it's, uh, I, I just continue to enjoy hearing this as, as the show goes on. So tell us, uh, I don't know, call it an elevator pitch or short, uh, what do you guys do with your respective organizations before we get into more specific questions?
1: And, and Rob, so 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 <laughs>
2: so. <laughs> I'll let Karen start since I started last. Time. Okay. So. And I always, when I hear the term elevator pitch, I just shrink. Like I'm, I don't feel like I'm very good at, at sound bites, which is why Business Radio X is so perfect for me because it's more of a fluid conversation. But how we serve the community is by um, giving small businesses and organizations an opportunity to um, either be a guest on a radio show and podcast uh, so that they can tell the world about the great things that they're doing. For me, where the revenue is, is having businesses and organizations partner with us and we become their media partner and we help them come up with a podcast and radio show format that helps get them in front of the right people, right? So for Max 6 of course, it makes sense that we are celebrating all the community members. So selfishly, I get to be a guest today. Uh, but it's kind of neat because then Ann and I can get better, get to know each other better. And uh, we do that for all the businesses that we work with in the organizations as well. We simply uh, connect people with, uh, with the people they want to do business with, or those that they want to thank. And the Added benefit is that there is um, Creative Commons content uh, because the podcast is available forever, and uh, it keeps people out in front and visible. See, no, okay. no, no, thirty the seconds flows. there. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's beautiful. And before we um, hear from you, and I wanted to share a fun story that I think you guys would appreciate as. Is- um, so Maxix, we do this radio show for a lot of reasons. Um, but the main reason is really to help build community and connect the members um, because we see, see so many partnerships within our community of, wow, I didn't know you did that. and then let's let's figure out how to connect and collaborate. So it's been really great. Um, but the last two shows that we did, um, afterwards, the the members have come up to me and said, you know, because of the show, we've gotten a lead or a new client, which is just has been happening. So it's like, well, one, it's like, wow, people are actually listening, which is exciting from Kyle and I's side. But also like to be able to build that, that connection has been um, an unexpected great. And then the last thing I want to share is I've taken on um, really taking our shows and creating smaller bits um, of content to share. So people, you know, if you have five to 10 minutes, you can, you can listen to it. And the amount of content that comes out of these shows and like the things that we learn and the wisdom in our communities it's been incredible. So I know these are, this is what you've literally been telling us for like three years, years. or two years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I know that you know all this, but it's happening and it's awesome. So, anyways, thank you, Karen. Oh,
2: for... It's my pleasure. And it, it is hard for me to explain because it's so different what we do. And it's like the back of my hand. It's just it's just skin for me. I just it's it's networking on steroids, really. And celebrating people already doing business with the contents there, all the sound bites and repurposing it like it's it's magical. It's nothing short of magic. And yet I'm not really great at explaining it. I need to get uh, Mike Jones in here with Resound and have him help me, you know, hunker down with a little bit more clarity so that it doesn't take two years for people to get it. (laughs) I think we're just (laughs) hard-headed. I don't think so. I think it's pretty common. (laughs) All right. And Anne?
3: Yeah, well, a lot of people get confused about what the chamber does. So, (laughs) you know, some people think one thing, some people think the other. But, you know, we are the voice of business. And so representing our members, more than 650 businesses and over 70,000 employees. So um, I am the registered lobbyist, if you will. I, I have to do that as part of my job because that's the main thing that I do is advocating on behalf of our business community, whether at the federal, state or local level. Uh, the chamber is a catalyst for economic development. So, so through our programming, whether it's a Women in Business Council, and Jen, you're the chair of this upcoming year, our Military Affairs Committee, Business Development Council, there's so many different ways that our members help drive what the chamber does. So we're a membership organization. We're driven by our members. We're led by our members. I work for a board of directors, but we also serve our members. So it all circles around. Um, our members, and, and making sure they have what they need to be successful. And then we're also a champion for a strong community. So if our business community is strong, uh, then the overall community will be strong as well. And one of the things I enjoy the most is, you know, connecting some of our nonprofit members to some of our corporate members, whether it's for volunteer opportunities, funding opportunities, you know, helping to feed 100,000 Tempe families. There's so many ways that uh, the Tempe community works together. And I think that's a thing that I love the most about my job is helping to make those connections and solve problems and see what we can do to help our businesses succeed. Oh, quick, quick,
1: sorry, I looked like you were going to say something, but so Maxix is a proud, force and Tempe Chamber member as well. And we have just loved getting to know the Chamber and you guys have helped us on so many different levels. But when the pandemic hit and all of us were just like, what do we do now we were joking earlier. The last four months have felt like five years. Tell I I from watching from afar and knowing how hard you guys work pre-pandemic to what you guys have put together now, um, it's been incredible. And I, the response that I've heard from other business small business owners and from just you know online and talking to people have always been you know there I've heard some comments like we weren't really sure what the Tempe chamber did we weren't really that involved, but they have really helped support us and and provide the resources and knowledge to get us through. So I guess my question is really what changed for you guys when all of this happened and and what are some new programs that you guys have put into place to continue to serve um, the changing needs of the business community?
3: Sure. So as you guys know, we moved into Max 6 on March 13th. <laughs> and then we had a stay-at-home order on uh, March 15th. And so immediately the team uh, started working remotely. But more than that, um, I think we had our first webinar on how to navigate through pandemic and the SBA loans within a week. Uh, just really knowing that we had to work quickly to make sure that our businesses knew you know, kind of what was coming. We none of us really knew, but uh, with all of the sources, resources that I've been connected to on the national, state, and federal level, I knew that we could get the content and information out quickly uh, to our members. And I have an amazing team; uh, couldn't do it without them. And it, you know, the minute that we made that change, it was just go 110 percent and. We called all of our members, we split up our membership list, how are you doing, what are you experiencing, Uh, so that we can really hear what some of the needs were and try to help solve some of those problems. So, you know, one, you might not think about, and I mentioned this yesterday, but, you know, First Transit provides the drivers for a lot of the transit orbits and things like that in Tempe. So we're having a hard time finding restrooms for our drivers because everything is closed. So I was able to make a call to one of our corporations here who happens to have several gas stations throughout uh, Tempe. And they said, of course, we'll allow the transit drivers to come in. So it's some of these things that you might not realize are happening. Um, you know, we can help solve all those problems. So it was fascinating um, to see how quickly that we could pivot, provide the resources and become that one-stop shop. So we immediately created a... a a resource page on our website, and I think that's what I've heard the most about from our members: that they didn't have to try to Google and research and try to figure it all out. Everything they needed, they knew it was going to be on our on our website, and it was a vetted, uh, trusted source of information that they could really use. And handbooks and guidebooks, just to try to make it as easy as possible to help navigate through the constant change uh, that's taken place over the last few months. So, you know, whether it was Uh, financial SBA loans, understanding those, uh, helping businesses understand the uh, Emergency Family Medical Leave Act because now it impacts all businesses, not just those with 50 or more employees. So everyone, small businesses, never had to navigate through that before. So having a series of webinars so that they would know the best things to do to protect them, their companies, their employees, um, and then how to still connect with the community so partnering with uh the city of tempe connecting hound who we'd already been working with to do the buy now save local campaign when everything was shut down so those support vouchers could help businesses through that time of need connecting them to the ceo at desert financial credit union so we could put the small business emergency loan package in place in tempe and tempe was the only city that would have that type of program so it's Really driven by data and what we hear from our members. So we did a series of surveys, and also did those in partnership with our East Valley Chambers to get a pulse on what what the needs were at the current time. So it's kind of shifted from the initial shutdown and you knowing to where we are today. So our our programs will shift and pivot as we go through um, the upcoming months as well.
0: You you used a word that <clears throat> I've been using frequently without realizing it. And then I have to think about it. And it's the word fascinating. And all of this is from a 10,000 foot level, at least fascinating. And from, I mean, if you're talking about business or politics, or I mean, just when the more local decision making started to get made and the governor said, Oh, I guess that's my role now. And then the mayor stepped up and then the chamber stepped up and then the businesses stepped up. And it's been, it has been fascinating. And out of so much turmoil, potential negativity, real negativity in people's lives. And I mean, I guess that's just continued uh, affirmation of something we talk about all the time is uh, entrepreneurs want to go and create value for people. They want to go and serve the needs of their community of other people. And we're seeing them, people in all roles, step up and really do that in dynamic ways right now. It's been, it has been really fascinating.
2: I'm always okay. surprised by the, sorry, Jen. I was just going to no, say, no, Anne, no. you mentioned your team. With everything that you guys do, you'd think there'd be a team of at least 20 to 25, 30 people. But really, they're, I mean, of course, volunteers and members and that sort of thing. But your core team is very small.
3: Yeah, there's there's six of us. Yeah. And passionate about what we do. And I tell you, they love making a difference and serving and, and really seeing the impact that they've had on our community has just inspired them to continue to do
1: even more.
0: So what about Karen, along these same lines of what we've been talking about and the virus, the impact, and what have you seen? What has been impacted with your business or have you had to shift things much?
2: Uh, I think the shift for us has been a very positive one. Uh, I was worried that you know, we pride ourselves on the in-studio experience. So Kyle's sitting across the table from me, and uh, I have to sh- celebrate the Mac 6 and Conscious Capitalism banner behind him again. We just hung that up right before the show. Uh, we've got Conscious Capitalism back on board with us. But we pride ourselves at Business Radio X, thank you, Jen, for that in-studio experience because we really want to get people together, right? And I know Max 6 feels that way, and so does the Tempe Chamber. When people can connect and be together, breaking bread or having those deep conversations, then great things can happen and collaboration can come, you know, come forward and, business can can be had uh, but when the pandemic hit and it was ordered that we stay home I had to reach out to all of our hosts and guests and say hey let's just shift to zoom and remote and we started using the TV screen behind me so that if I did have at least one guest or host in the studio then we could bring our folks in and everybody could see everybody on the screen behind me. The neat thing that it's done for us is, so that was an easy shift right we're already you know kind of on an online digital company anyway. I just had an interview earlier today with a guest who is from California and prior to the pandemic, I don't know that I would have interviewed him unless he were here physically in person. But this has kind of given us an opportunity to think outside the box uh, so that now I'm like, okay, well, why couldn't I maybe like Flagstaff? I'd love to have my next studio in Flagstaff. Why wouldn't I start now, but still sit right here in Mac 6 and, you know, start making those connections through LinkedIn and, and whatever connections we have in our community so that I build a presence there and then make it much easier to open a studio there when I'm ready. So, uh, the the shift for us has been very positive And um, all the clients have stayed on board with us. And actually, uh, more people, and I think, Anne, you might say the same thing, more people are curious about what we're doing because they have to have something. They they need, in your case, I think it's advocacy, right? And those introductions and that, that knowledge and that wisdom. For us, it's how do I still network and get in front of people if I can't go meet them for coffee or, you know, show up to some sort of networking event? So we're serving that purpose in a, in a greater way now.
1: I also think, Karen, an interesting thing that's happened, or an interesting way your platform is being used, is we're in an interesting moment on in a lot of ways. Um, but with the murder of George Floyd and all the racial tension that we've been experiencing as country, I know that you had some people come to you with an opportunity and a plat- and you were able to provide a platform to have that important discussion. So that's been an interesting thing for me to watch. I don't know if you have anything to share on that. But it's a powerful segment, and I think if we had, can have more of that. And there's been a couple of show, other additional shows that I've been on where we're talking about, you know, your topics. Maybe this is your question: What are your topics range? Because they are, you know, your shows are, are are wide, and there's a lot of really important conversation happening on that platform. And so, it's been an honor for me to have you in our space and be sharing these things. Maybe just
2: share your experience through that. Yeah, so I'll speak specifically to um, Karen Loomis with Nomos Brands Request to do the Racism in Small Business in the Arts uh, show. She just reached out. She and I have been friends mainly on social media for years. I always joke that she's my son Ivan's number one fan because she loves anything I put on social media about Ivan. And we've just become good friends. So she said, hey, listen, you know, George Floyd's murder. We, we've got to have a conversation about this. Could we do a show? Well, the show has turned into a series of six segments. And um, I'm letting um, Karen uh, kind of co-host with me and then Camilla Ross, who is in Sedona and um, is with the Emerson Theater up there, a nonprofit. And the conversations are phenomenal. So we've got that series going on. We're actually looking for um, a sponsor or sponsors to keep that going. I, I gifted them you know, six complimentary shows. And, and now in order to keep it going, obviously we need to have something behind it. To, so we're looking for an underwriter. Uh, so just a shout out to companies and organizations who would like to help, you know, African-American art and our minorities have a stronger voice as it relates to business and the arts. We'd love to have you get in conversation with us and I'll pass you over to Karen Loomis. The other series, Jen, that, that this platform has given me an opportunity to share um, is when Mike landed in the hospital back in October. And we were talking about mental wellness and suicide prevention and you and Kyle and um, Kelly Lorenzen and a handful of other people, Lori Corrigan, who and uh, Kendra Maples, who were there just to help me keep life going for about four or five months came to me and said, let's do, let's have a conversation about this. And um, that's a series that we'll continue doing again, mental wellness and and, uh, especially now, right, with this quarantine and people losing their jobs and the uncertainty and kids. Ivan's school just announced yesterday that he'll be homeschooling. (laughs) He'll be doing schooling online as of yesterday. And I was getting ready to scoot him off on the 17th, even knowing the risks, you know, but but I, as now a single parent, I I need to, you know, (laughs) have some of that, That opportunity, but it's those kinds of conversations around mental wellness just anything, we get to be that voice for our community. Uh, So again, to our listeners, if if you have a topic that you feel like our city of Tempe and or our great state of Arizona would benefit in hearing, let's have a conversation and and let's work on getting it out there. Because um, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of people that we reach. It's cool, Jen, that you shared a, a few moments ago that already a couple of your guests have had people reach out and they have new business as a result of sharing their stories on Community Connection Show. The same with us, like it's it's amazing, and it's internet radio, so it's not AM FM. Uh, it can be heard anywhere, and because it's a podcast, after the live broadcast, it, it's on our network forever. So uh, we're happy to be that that um, I don't know community servant in a way.
1: Awesome, and I think that's one of the things that really draws me into both well, you as a human, parent and your organization, um, but also the Tempe Chamber and. I know you guys are having a lot of those important conversations as well. And, and, and as the chairwoman of business, you know, Sue and I have been talking about um, your diversity and inclusion um, efforts that you guys are um, including and which you've always included, but we're starting to put even more of a focus on that. So I don't know if you have anything to share about the programs that you guys are running through the Tempe Chamber, um, but I, I just see these conversations in, in, uh, in a lot of groups around our, our community.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know we've hosted uh, you know diversity and equity and inclusion in the workplace emerging issues forums in the past, and um, this a couple months ago we signed on to a national initiative with the U.S. Chamber uh, focusing on the opportunity, opportunity equality of opportunity, and really focusing on four areas: employment, you know entrepreneurship, education, and criminal justice reform. And just having those conversations, you know, with the business community, with our government leaders, uh, academic and civic leaders, you know, how do we partner together? How do we solve this in Tempe? You know, I saw um, a statistic today that two out of three minority owned businesses are likely to close due to the pandemic just because they don't have sometimes the access to Um, information and opportunity that others have had. So it's really, you know, going to be a a listening conversation that we'll be focusing on coming up this fall. Uh, We are incorporating this into the leadership conference, as you just mentioned, and throughout most of our other councils and, and programming. So it's as business leaders, we can make a change. We can take action. You know, we have the conversation. We need to listen. We need to hear. And then what is the action? you guys all know me. (laughs) I'm about taking action um, and solving problems where we can. So I'm excited to start moving forward with what that's going to look like in in the year to come and and beyond, of course. But it's really part of our our DNA. And now we just get to highlight uh, and do a little bit more to make an impact.
1: That brings me to a question that I have, just a personal question. Um, So in my own journey... I've been, I shared with, I think, Kelly and Karen that I've been, I'm um, really exploring the the conversation of race in my role. And, you know, I've never really considered it as deeply as I have more recently, but I've been, but to your point of action, you know, the commitment that I've had is there's all this outrage that people have when an event happens and then people share on social media and then it kind of dies down and we forget about it. And, and that's the thing that I love about being around this Radio and about the chamber is, you know, you guys have, like you said, you guys have been doing this for long periods of time. And it's not just this, whatever's happening on the news. Um, but for somebody who wants to take action and, and become more of an advocate, um, and with your experience of, of advocacy, like what is, what should typical normal citizens do? Like what's a good first step to get into advocating for things that you believe in? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, I think everyone's journey is a
3: little bit different and their experience, but the more, you know, that they can share if there is an issue in their workplace, how can you connect with someone to help make change? Do you have a mentor or another or company that's done some great work that you could lead out to try to make that change? You know, for a company, a lot of that has to come from the top. And so it can be a challenge if employees are trying to make a change, and they don't have that support coming from leadership. So how can you have a positive conversation around that to help make that change? As an entrepreneur, how do you develop those partners around you that are also you know, experiencing similar things and bringing that voice forward so that organizations like ours or bringing it on to Karen's show can help? Um, put a highlight on on where the misses are and where the gaps are and so that we can start closing that. But I think, you know, one is listening, sharing their experience and then how can you turn that into action? Who can you work with? Who can you partner with? Uh, what does that look like? Um, I think it's a different conversation with every individual for sure.
2: In that question, Absolutely. Jen, you made me think about um, the Lorax movie. Ivan and I just watched it yesterday for the yes. first time, the 2012 one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I've read that Dr. Seuss book thousands of times as a third grade teacher in another life and, of course, as a parent. But that word, unless, I think was written on a stone, right? And, and as you're mm-hmm. sharing, I, that's really what advocacy is about and, and having a voice. And un, unless we say, you know, this is unacceptable or, or we've got to do this and we've got to change and believe that one individual can make a difference, and, and as you said, and get, you know, get the right mentors and get in front of people. But if somebody tells you no or somebody in leadership or a higher power than you uh, makes you feel small, that doesn't that doesn't shouldn't deter you. That is should be that ammunition and the fuel of, and the fire behind continuing forward in whatever, whatever it is, the message you want to share. So um, I was actually watching the thing. Maybe, maybe I keep wanting a, t- a tattoo. I kept thinking maybe the tattoo should say unless, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, we, we, we can become a voice of many when we believe that we have something to share and that, and then we have to put it out there.
0: So that's a good segue, <clears throat> excuse me, just something that I've been thinking about. while since I've known that the two of you are going to be on the show together, so let me share my favorite quote first of which I should be careful sharing live and make sure I nail it. But, uh, uh, it does not require a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen to set brush fires in people's minds. And mm-hmm. I think of both of you two and as really fast burning, hot burning fires in the community. And I think that, Uh, when we talk about community in each of your organizations and it doesn't just stop with some end consumer, was this show okay for you, Karen? Was that networking group okay for someone that went to a Tempe Chamber uh, event? But it really goes to what is the impact that I'm having in the community broader and in those people's lives? We at Max 6 talk about community all the time as well. It's a part of what we do. It's not just transactional. Is that, price you're paying for the square foot of your desk worth it, but what does it mean to be living a meaningful, fulfilling life to be able to do the work that you love? So I'm, I'm curious about that word community for both of you. And it, I mean, I'm guessing this probably comes from a worldview of what that looks mm-hmm. like as well, and not just a business, business technique. Why focus on community and, and how do you give that stakeholder uh, the attention that it deserves?
3: Well, I think if you look around, you know, business owners, they're your neighbors, they're maybe your parent or a family member. Um, Same, you know, with your employees, people that you go to church with. I mean, you know, from business perspective, it touches the entire community. And so I think I mentioned earlier, you know, we're a champion for a strong community because that quality of life. Uh, is the reason that we're here. That's the reason people live here. It's a reason p- businesses locate here because uh, we have something special here in in Tempe. I, I don't see it in any other communities in the valley. I'm, maybe I'm biased, but uh, you know it's it is absolutely a different type of uh, community here and it's a city, but it's still that small town community in doing what we can to help each other. The spirit of collaboration is mm. is so strong. And that's what helps Tempe to remain the, a, a
2: great place to, you know, live, work, and do business.
0: Tempe is a special place. It sure. is.
2: It is for sure a special place. Yeah, I'm very emotional this afternoon, so you'll have to forgive me. I don't know what's going on, uh, but when I think of community, I again go back to the personal experience we've had. Has a have had as a family, I had no idea the outpouring of love and respect and compassion, uh, financial support that we would receive. Um, And it's because a a girlfriend had said she worked for me, and we've also been dear friends for a long time, when I kind of put that out there like, wow, I'm I'm overwhelmed with the, the support to keep Business Radio X alive, do the things that we need to do to move forward as a family. Uh, she said, Karen, this is our opportunity to give back to you. You've given so much to the community. We simply are repaying you, which is very humbling. Uh, but it's it's I also am very respectful of that and, and appreciative. Uh, I... And everything that I've ever done, I think even just wanting to be a teacher when I grew up—that's all I ever wanted to be—and and was for years in the Kyrene School District, uh, and then went on to be an assistant principal before going into business for myself. I never saw myself as an individual; I always saw myself through everybody else, and I always look for uh, the best in everybody. And um, the same holds true with our business community. Uh, like I, I can't walk through the doors without seeing a new face here at Max Six. Even through this quarantine, we've got a few new members, and I. I just want to rush over, like, sit down and tell me, tell me who you are, tell me everything about right. you, right? It's just how I do business. And that's what makes this particular business, uh, Business Radio X, so perfect for me and the Max Six community, because that's how you all think as well. How do we lift each other up? How do we involve all the stakeholders? So that everybody succeeds, right? The, not only the clients, the customers, but the vendors and the power partners and our community that Ann just mentioned. When When I feel like when I win and I succeed, I just get to bring everybody along with me.
0: That's why it's fun doing what we do. I mean, it's more than I think all of us, I would guess, see success when we're focused on that and serving the broader need of whatever you call your community. For us, it can be the company's insider spaces or Tempe or Arizona or or broader. I mean, I think when we're focused on that, that's when we see our ability to really grow what we want to do. I mean, then it's not just us. We're scaling our ability to provide value to more and more people. It's, It's fun.
2: I have two um, Tempe Chamber stories, if I can share them. I haven't shared them with Ann yet, and maybe not even Kyle uh, and Jen. But um, I was watching the the annual awards. Right, we had to do it virtually, and um, of course, Jen was um, selected as the woman of business, woman woman in business of the year, something like that. Sorry, Jen. But I'm watching it sitting at my desk here at Mac Six, and one of the small business candidates up for an award was Pest Us. Is it Eric, Ann? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Two days before that, we, I found roof rats running up the the brick wall in my backyard. And I just was like, Ugh. and I hadn't, I didn't know what to do with it. And I had called a couple places and they were, you know, just ridiculous amounts of money. And I didn't feel like I was going to be served well. So here I am watching his video. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, it's it's a Tempe Chamber member, I need to call this man. So while we're in the award ceremony, I'm looking it up. And I sent a contact us and within I don't know, by the time the ceremony was over, um, he had already reached out. And then uh, that, that night, he sent out his tech and took care of our roof rat deal. And I mean, I'm, I'll be a, a, a customer for life now. So that was fun. I feel like And same with this next story. If the business owner is a Tempe Chamber member, you've kind of put your stamp of approval on them for me. And and so I want to be in business with those kind of people. Uh, The other one, you all had sent out a survey with marketers. Uh, I think it's Brett, right? And Mm -hmm. we just had Brett on uh, earlier this week because I was so just excited about the way that you utilize their service to kind of survey us for, um, you know, expert information. And so I reached out on LinkedIn. I said, oh, I found out, you know, about you through the Tempe Chamber and I love what you're doing and we got to get you on a show. So he was just on with us. I think we just posted it today, actually. Uh, but again, that's just so neat community-wise and constantly those same types of connections are happening uh, here at MAC6. Uh, who was it that, oh, we had Peter Adams on uh, the other day with Ping Development. Is that the name of his company. And I know Anne's nodding her head because he's such an advocate for Tempe Chamber. He really credits the Chamber to so much of his business success, didn't he, Jen and and Kyle, on your show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what he said. He said that, you know, the the Tempe Chamber is his he grew his entire business
1: through connections and networking that he did through the chamber, which was
2: awesome. And to his credit, though, right, and I'm sure Anne would, he would say this, he had to get involved. You can't just go, oh, I'm paying my membership and let me sit back and watch the business take over. Right. He, he shared with us all the wonderful things he did that he, you know, he immersed himself in the community. Uh, but the last thing I'll say is that he mentioned that he got to meet Ben Johnson uh, the first day he was here in our community, he just became a member. And all three of us were like nodding our heads excitedly because we can see the dynamic connection between these personalities and the businesses and and even the differences kind of uh, where they fill in the gaps for each other. But that's, that's I think we all love that so much.
0: That's the the quote that I said in the, the fires that are burning, that we're lighting in brush fires in people's minds. And I just see, I use this term, I see this as like a neural network, that it's, there are so many connections that are out there and so many of them are being made, but how many of them are being unmade or aren't being made yet that we get to play a role in, uh, whether it's Peter and Ben or Karen solving your roof rat problem or (laughs) finding bathrooms for uh, people who are transporting people all over the place. I mean, it's, it's incredible when those connections tie and you just see this like poof, something just enters into existence that wasn't there before and something new is created without, all the time having to build a physical something there. There's just a new thing that exists. Is it, that is incredible to see.
3: Yeah, and when okay, no, I was just saying it's just listening and and getting to know people and building those relationships and you know engagement in the chamber looks different for every individual. And so you know when I talk to members, prospective members, what they're what's important to them that that helps me engage them in a way that's going to help them achieve their goals. So what is your what are your goals? That's what the end game is. It doesn't matter what my goals are. I'm here to serve you. Uh, so it's how do how can I help you achieve your goals? I think, you know, putting we always put our members first and and those connections are are really important. And you know, Karen, as you mentioned, I mean Eric is amazing and we have so many fantastic businesses. You know, in the Tempe chamber, and it's—I want to give everyone Business of the Year. <laughs> you know, if I could do that, because there, there's such great things happening in Tempe. Um, but to be able to highlight you know, folks now and then and uh, share the great news of what what's happening in our community, I,
1: I love doing that. That's an interesting point because there, our community uh, this is just a giant love fest. Like <laughs> we love our community so much. But when I won Business Woman of the Year. I was really excited and, of course, honored and, and very, very humbled. But I was also so sad because that means if I won, then, you know, something else didn't win and And to your point, Anna. It's like, can we just highlight everyone? Because we're all so awesome. <laughs> but I think that speaks to our community of, like, you know, we really do love um, and respect um, each other. And I think that's that's one of the big things um, for me is Kyle and I, for years, were looking for groups to participate in. Um, because as we were growing our business and, and our own career development, we kept getting hearing find a mentor and get involved in in groups. Those are like the two tasks that Kyle and I had. They felt like tasks in the beginning. And so Kyle and I tried all sorts of groups. I mean, I, I won't list them all, but there were a lot of them. And they n- never quite worked for either of us, really. It just it was either just there wasn't it wasn't my people, right? And then when I went to the first introduction to the Tempe Chamber was through the Women in Business Council. And I went um, as an invitation.
2: Oh, you, you just muted, muted yourself. There. I don't know how.
0: You went as an invitation.
2: <laughs> what happened? I wasn't touching anything. Oh, okay, it's weird. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you went I went as-, as an invitation with Margot. And I was nervous, of course. And I went and it was at um, Tracy's office. And everyone just was so welcoming and authentic, I think was the key. Because some of the other the groups that I was a part of, it was always like just what you said, Anne, it was like, what are their goals and how are they going to like achieve their goals through me? Versus everyone else was like, hey, welcome to the group. How can we help and support? And that's been the common theme of every interaction I've had with a chamber member. And um, that was where I think and Kyle was in a different group and had the same experience. And that's how we kind of found found our home and it's been impressive to watch the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I even get carried away of, I'll have conversations with Kyle about, you know, we need to share the max six story more. We need to get out there and Kyle and Scott are always reminding me, you know, our greatness, we stand on the shoulders of greatness. So let's, let's not talk about max six. We don't need to talk about max six. Let's talk about all the great things we have in our community. And that's where our success comes from. And so that mindset is really powerful and and, um, has been a really big influence in my professional development. So thank you. Yes.
0: Yes, thank you both for (laughs) ending our long search for (laughs) finding a group that we fit with. And I mean, it's not that other groups are, are bad or better or worse or anything. They're just different. And I think everybody's got their different needs and different, you know, I guess, personality or whatever it is, but there's just a fit there. Uh, Jen, you called it a love fest, and you know it is. We're, we're uh, like-minded in, in a lot of different ways, but I think it's it's not without so much value being provided for, at the same time, our, our users of our services, our communities. Both of you have, in my opinion, not just my opinion, but I'll say it is my opinion, such different versions of what you do than a lot of others. There are a lot of chambers, uh, not just other organizations, but there are a lot of chambers. There are a lot of people that have podcasts, Karen, individuals, other B2B podcasts. And I get stuck sometimes where my experience in both of them is this visceral, different experience than other things that are out there. But I'm curious how you would describe why would somebody try this out, Karen, with you, try a show with uh, Phoenix Business Radio X as opposed to something else, including maybe doing it on their own? Or, and I mean, why is it different than the other chambers that are out there? uh why would somebody who's looking to i mean especially now out of this pandemic that we've been in getting back into the community with their business really getting the ball rolling again look at joining the tempe chamber specifically i'll flip a coin (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: so hard right uh i'll I'll go first and you lucky thing you get to think on it a a little bit longer uh so why business radio x and maybe not doing it uh on your own of course so many businesses and our entrepreneurs are doing podcasts. And you can do it anywhere and you can do it by yourself. The, the reason why we encourage people to work with us is because um, while I own Phoenix Business Radio X, I'm part of a larger um, network and I'm a, a licensed partner. And we've been doing this for 13 years, me for three, the rest of the team for 10 years before that. And Uh, we are the fastest growing B2B network in the country, um, have been for years, and and we serve a vast range of industries and, and verticals. And so let's say you've never been in the media before and you've been on with us on air at any one of our studios, and the next day, someone can Google your name, and that episode will come to the top of the Google search. That's how robust it is and how much content is new and pushed out and focused on business owners specifically getting the word out, word out about the great things that they do. Uh, so yes, you can podcast on your own, and you can also go to a competitor, uh, but we are leading the pack in that. That's kind of the, the first version of it. The second part of to answer that question is the hospitality that we provide. And I know each of you have experienced it. Here at the studio, I intentionally, whether I'm going to be hosting a show myself or if I just, you know, get people in the studio and then I become the producer and I'm not on mic... I intentionally build up some anticipation and some nervousness in the room. I do it on purpose. It's part of what we do because we want the host to be the hero at the end of the conversation. Uh, so it's not manipulative like in a real sneaky way. I'm telling you about it, so it can't be that. Uh, it's 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 intentional and purposeful. So if a business owner wants to uh, have a show and they invite the right people that they want to either do business with or have an introduction to their people, we want that that guest to be a little anxious, a little bit nervous being alive, so that we can quickly calm it down by simply shining the spotlight in their direction. Ann mentioned the word earlier, listening. It's all around listening to people, share their stories. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. So we give you the platform to do that for other people. And then when the on-air button goes off and the headsets are down, the microphone shut off, that person looks across the table and says, oh my gosh, this was the highlight of my week, my month, my year. How can I help you? And we've orchestrated and created our shows around that very thing. It's, it's very subtle. uh, It's very simple, but it's also very sophisticated. That's how we're different. And that's why you'd want to do it with us.
0: I agree. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And well, the
3: time chamber is just awesome. So why would you want to go to the other chamber? Um, But I think it, no, I mean, it goes back to, I mean, we care. We care about our businesses and I'm not going to sit down with a business member and just talk about the chamber because there's so much that we can do. I think it's overwhelming to people. But when I hear what they're trying to achieve, what they're struggling with, challenged with, or have an opportunity for, then I know that I can be direct, um, targeted in helping them solve that, achieve that. And, and make a difference immediately. Um, I think it's the culture of our organization, culture of the team. I think it comes from leadership. That's, I, you know, the word authentic was used uh, before and what you see is what you get with me. <laughs> uh, I'm very authentic. And also I think having been a business owner, uh, we owned a trucking company for, you know, 15 years. So having to experience what our business owners are going through, mm-hmm. I've been in their shoes. Imagine, the, you know, the employees and trucking and all the industry and regulations that you have to do <laughs> uh, with that. So I, I understand the struggles and I, I want to hear what it is. And I'm very adept at connecting and solving those problems. So that's, you know, the strength that I have and that's what I want to do is help. So I think uh, that, you know, has come through everything that we do. And even, you know, when the team is talking to our members, we're we're t- learning about them. And then when we know more about them, then we can share what it is that we can help them with through our resources and programs at the chamber. But it's so broad. You can't just sit down and say, okay, Tempe Chamber and just throw up everything that we do all over people because it's a little
2: overwhelming. (laughs) Although when when someone's ready to hear that, um, I think, was it Erica that I sat down Mm -hmm. with? Yeah. So, I've been a member at Tempe Chamber for almost a year. Um, I will be October. My plaque is right behind me. I was so proud, by the way, when Nicole um, Sprechelli reached out and said, I've got something for you. I had no idea I was getting my plaque. I can't wait to see more little... Uh, years on there. Uh, but when I was ready to learn more, uh, to find out how I can help more and where I can get involved, Erica and I sat down and, and it was so detailed and so, I mean, it was so vast to your point, but I really loved the way that she spoke about the chamber uh, and same with Suki. I've known Suki for a lot longer than I've known the rest of you, but each of you are Tempe Chamber to me, right? It's kind of neat because you all speak so proudly about it and, um, and there is definitely something there for everybody.
0: I'll tell you a quick story yeah. about, and then Jen can ask a real question, but quick story about our plaque. I think we've been members at least eight years, maybe nine, and have got the, the little years on the plaque. And I think it was last year, I was getting increasingly frustrated. Was like something happened to our 2012 year, and it's driving me nuts that we have this blank square. I know we were members, and I told Suki about it, and I don't know what all she had to do, but she found me a 2012 sticker oh. last year in 2019, and that's when I was like, "Oh, I can sleep at night." My the plaque is complete, to date of uh, being a proud member. It was a, uh, it it was special for two reasons. I guess that was complete, and that Suki would, to your point, both of you, but uh, listening and just uh, what are. The things that I can help you with as a chamber. It's such a relatively small thing, but it's something so specific that, hey, business owner of the, I can help you with this thing as a part of the chamber. It was very cool.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, Erica was meeting with someone the other day. Oh, are you showing the
2: plaque? No, go ahead.
3: <laughs> They're expanding in Tempe, their location, and they are also a provider for FEMA for ventilators. They store them here uh, for Maricopa County. And wasn't getting anywhere with their CFO with the city. So they, I called community development directors. Hey, this is what's going on. We need to get these because they're arriving. Can we get a temporary CFO so that they can receive these ventilators that are needed? And within 48 hours, ventilators were received. The, the temporary CFO was done. So it's, you know, hearing what the struggle is and through my connections and our resources, getting you know, solving those problems.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, it's big. I I did grab this because, um, one, I only have one square, but when Nicole handed it to me, and she and I are um, approximately the same age, actually, her husband and I went to high school together, but I, I I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till all these squares are filled up, and she looks at me, she's like, Karen, I really hope for you and I both that, you know, it, you'll be done about here, <laughs> given the age that we are, and maybe someone else can continue on as members, you know, a member for, on your behalf, but yeah, I'm very proud of that, and, and have it obviously displayed in the studio, not just for today's show,
3: <laughs> we appreciate that. I know it's always a highlight when businesses get that and can, are able to hang it in their place of business. And you know, as did you mentioned, it kind of gives that credibility because they've invested in the community. Uh, so they've gone a step further than maybe some other businesses have. And uh, we just did the ribbon cutting for Michelle Ribior, who was on the show uh, with Dawn and Kelly and I. Nice. And so she joined because of that engagement and that interaction. So. It was fun. And she mentioned the plaque, she held it up, you know, she was at home, but we had got it. She was able to receive it at home and she had this goal of filling up all the, (laughs) the, the years to go forward. So it's kind of interesting to see the plaques and how much they mean to you guys.
0: Every time we do one of these shows, I feel like I need three more hours or I'm only getting more curious about all this stuff that's coming up. There's a question, there's a two questions we always ask, and I just want to make sure that we ask these questions and don't run out of time that have seemingly nothing to do with uh, anything we're talking about in business and curiosity about uh, the individuals that we bring onto the show. But And at the same time, I think... uh, I hope, start to shine a light on more of this personal nature that everybody has. We're not just the Chamber. It's Ann Gill, who is a person who really cares about the Chamber, which is this living, breathing organization. So I'll jump into my first question. Karen and Ann, what is your favorite book? And if it's different, what book would you recommend?
3: I've read so many books. I don't know if I have a favorite one. You know, I guess... Profiles of Courage, um, so Caroline Kennedy's book regarding her father is inspirational and, you know, helps give that motivation to continue in a path in case you're getting frustrated or just to see the impact that you can have. Um, and then I think I've read every James Patterson book that there is on the- <laughs> fiction side so sometimes you just need to get away um from things and just have that light moment so
0: (laughs) cool Mm.
2: uh i i don't read well i have to read out loud if i'm gonna actually read otherwise audiobooks are great for me but uh several years ago when grady and madison my older two are now in their 20s I don't know, seven and nine, or maybe even younger than that. Um, There was a book that jumped off the shelf at me in a changing hand bookstore that changed my life. And it's Debbie Ford's The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And I went on to become a Debbie Ford um, impeccably trained integrative coach professional as a result. But it was all around, um, you know, being a light chaser, someone who loves life, loves people, loves growth, (laughs) loves being a human being and wrestling with the dark side of, of humanity within ourselves right and and boy has that has that been um instrumental in my life it's where it's led me career wise and and personally uh and it's been my my beacon uh so yes it would also be a, a book that i would highly recommend
0: i have a growing list of books yeah. I, I love it jen i've never asked you what is your favorite book
1: oh gosh it depends um, on the moment Um, But I only read nonfiction. I should read fiction because I didn't even escape. But I like, I use reality TV for that. um, Mindless. I mean, there's so many. But the things that, the ones that jump out that were life-changing for me, like Nelson Mandela's um, autobiography was really powerful for me um, on many levels thinking through his life. But also um, I've always thought about this the ability to impact greatly and a lot of people, the leaders who've been able to do that, oftentimes their like own personal life is a disaster. And I've always been curious about that dichotomy, and I've been thinking a lot about, um, I think a lot about like, you know, if you want change to start, to have it change start in your house, and for me personally, it's so much easier to do it outside, <laughs> um, and so. I, this is a long, crazy answer. But anyways, I think about that a lot. And I, so I'm always reading about um, leaders and who've changed the world. And But I'm more interested on their human side as well and, and how they manage and balance everything. So that book is always um, a good one for me.
0: Very cool. And
1: Kyle, I think I've heard your answer, but I, I feel like this isn't complete unless you share of your your books.
0: I read a lot, but... I listen to more. Um, I've got my drive into work and whatever. I guess if I had to pick a fiction and a nonfiction, um, I've read everything that's not, everything that's a novel, not a novella, of Stephen King. Love Stephen King. And it is probably one of my favorite books of all time. It's just the ideas that are explored between love and evil and just, I mean, the broader themes of that book. And there's a book that's mostly nonfiction by Chuck Klosterman called A Decade of Curious Ideas and Interesting People that mm-hmm. is a very uh, cool pop culture book, but he talks a lot about these philosophical ideas that I really resonated with as well.
1: That don't like, isn't time
2: for my question then? Sure. Is it hard? Is it a hard question? No. I <laughs> you, If you've heard it, at least... I don't know. I remember the book one. I didn't remember. I don't know what this one is. So what is one thing um, that people are often surprised
1: to learn about you that they wouldn't know right off the bat?
2: Anne, you get to go first. Wow.
1: Um, Gosh,
3: that's a good question. I guess I'm not sure how to answer that one. Um, I guess something that most people don't realize is that I'm a two-time melanoma cancer survivor.
2: Uh, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, so always wear your sunscreen, everyone, and get checked because um, it can really impact your life. But, yeah, you know, so I think through adversities and that's just helped me to be a, a stronger person and an advocate for skin care. I
2: have a friend, uh, Barb Regis, who uh, used to do her show, uh, Ask the PA Here, or Best of Health, uh, and she is going through her second round uh, and it's, you know, she's a fighter, man. She's going to get this. And she's all around, you know, being an advocate for health. She's a PA herself. So yeah, that's great. Congratulations. It's been how long, Anne? Six years.
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. Keep on going. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't know. I have many silly little ideas running in my head on how to answer that. Thanks for going first, Anne. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the one I'm going to share is, is, I think it's a surprise for people. I'm I don't think painfully shy is the right term, uh, but I am, and I don't even think introvert's the right word, but I really (laughs) have a difficult time speaking in front of groups. Um, It's what I do for a living, right? But it is very hard for me to do, And, and I've never known myself not to do that, not to be out in front but it takes every every bit of my being. I don't know. Again, I'm emotional tonight today. I don't know why. Uh, I, I can actually tell you several times getting ready to speak in front of groups um, in the bathroom on the floor that morning, like hyperventilating or getting ready to throw up and, t- and trying to c- come up with any other uh, something else to do besides go do that. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm so impassioned about whatever it is that I'm talking about, but... Uh, then I have to go crash for, for days. Like even after today with so many shows, I, I can't wait to get home, shut the door and just shut everybody out for the next several hours until tomorrow comes again. So that might be a unique thing to share. And if not, there it is anyway. <laughs> it is, yeah. I... Totally relate to that, Karen. Can you? <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know. I'm know I about... an introvert. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? And yet, I would never guess that about. I know you both are nodding your heads, Kyle and Jenna, as well. And I know you two have shared that with me. But Anne, I never would have would have known that about too. I think yeah. I, again, I think that that uh, says a lot about our community and why we all come together so closely. We can totally relate.
1: I always tell myself before like a big presentation or something. I I, I also get very nervous, and I get the like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment. I forgot about. I got to go. Um, but I can physically feel my feet like moving the other way. And that's, I've tried to retrain my brain to like, this means it's going to be really good (laughs) because if you can fight through that, you need the adrenaline. And then the feeling afterwards is going to be worth it. And I try to tell myself, but there is always that like breaking point of like, sometimes there's even tears of like, why am I doing this to myself? And then it usually turns out okay. But you know, knowing people like you and your stories helps me push through those moments because we all get through them. It's just, and I don't know why we keep doing it to ourselves. I guess we wouldn't have it in the other way, but.
2: I can't imagine not do I mean, that's the, that's the craziness for me. I can't imagine not living life the way that I live it, both professionally and personally, because it all it kind of meshed. I think one of you said that earlier. Um, so I don't know who I'd be if I didn't push myself all the time to, to be out there and, and have a voice.
0: Off the air. Yeah, I I'll tell you hard. I'll tell you a funny story off the air or when there's more time or whatever about the one time I actually did see my feet moving the other way. <laughs> oh, okay. <I> can't. Well, <laughs> well there's, there's a pain. story. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it's an amazing one. Yes. Love it.
0: <laughs> so I guess last uh, thing before we wrap up here, um Karen and Anne, just um let anyone know how we can find you online, what first steps someone should take to tell you guys they're curious about joining either of your organizations
3: sure uh, you can send me an email Anne at tempechamber.org so it's ann a n e and e at tempechamber.org uh, my direct line 480-736-4280 um, so you can give me a call direct to my desk and just happy to do what i can to help
2: love it so great to get to know you better ann uh, Phoenix Business Radio X. We are on all social media platforms except for Twitter. Never understood Twitter. Can't do it. Thomas Barr, he's the Twitter king, but I just can't do it. Um, and phoenixbusinessradiox.com uh, is our website. Uh, my email is Karen.nowiki at businessradiox.com. And if you text me instead of call me, because I probably won't pick up the message, is 480-818-0206. And the best way to get to know us is, uh, you know, inquire about being a guest and uh, let us share your story with the world. And uh, and we'll see if it makes sense for you to stay on with us as a host and a client.
0: Great. So thank you, Karen Nowicki and Ann Gill for being on the show today was an amazing conversation. And until next time, thank you for being an awesome part of the community.
3: Thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks for all you do. A lot of fun. Thank you again.
0: Thank you for listening to the Max 6 Community Connection radio show and podcast with your hosts, Jennifer Burwell and Kyle McIntosh. We are off to continue building better communities where people and businesses thrive and telling the stories of capitalism as a force for good through the businesses that we serve. To be a part of the conversation, join us for a tour of the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center in Tempe, Arizona, or find us at max6.com.